0: Treating your need for healthcare news, we are NHE, news, views and insider truths from the heart of the healthcare sector. We are the NHE team. I'm Emily. I'm Matt. I'm Ilsa. And each episode, we will connect you to the people behind the UK health sector, sharing insights and innovation.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Evo North uniting leaders from the public and private sector to collaborate, share exciting innovations and build a stronger northern powerhouse together. Right, so today on uh, our podcast, we um, well firstly we have a, a little bit of change up in the uh, the hosting departments. Obviously, um, despite what the intro might have said, Emily isn't actually with us, she's uh, out of the office today, so instead I've been uh, dutifully given another partner, obviously not trusted to control it myself, but uh, Elsa's has stepped in from... Our editorial team as well.
0: Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> um, it's brilliant, and obviously the main reason, as uh, so much as I feel like the uh, these listeners, you, you come for us. you also come for our guests. So on today's podcast, we have uh, Claire Watson, uh, your recovery academy lead, if I remember correct, Greater Manchester uh, Mental Health NHS Foundation Trust. That's correct. Do you love yeah. the long titles of the NHS <laughs> organisations. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you.
0: It's lovely um, to be here.
1: Thank you. And um, could you maybe, just for our listeners who maybe don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your job role, and how you came to be in the position you're in?
2: Okay, so I uh, lead the Recovery Academy at Greater Manchester Mental Health, and um, in essence what that is, is a college within a, a mental health hospital um, that uh, seeks to provide education uh, to our learners around mental health uh, and recovery Um, and so we very much run like any other mainstream college uh, in that people can book courses um, and attend uh, when they wish to do so. The difference is the subject matter, it's all about mental health and and recovery from mental health Um, and we're quite unique because we're open to everybody so professional staff who work in the health and social care field, uh, service users themselves, their carers, the emphasis is on shared learning uh, together really so i I uh, lead that and, and manage uh, our prospectus of learning uh, for the for the trust so yeah.
0: how was healthcare something you thought you would always get into uh, I think so although I, I
2: think there's a series of fates if you want to describe it like that as, as yeah. you go along so uh, I studied psychology at University in Hull uh, and um, after leaving university I worked uh, in what we call direct access housing, so hostels, uh, and then did move into supported housing if you like. And when you work in the housing uh, field at at the front line, um, you do experience a lot of mental health and addiction difficulties and so forth. At the time, there was a um, push uh, by the uh, college in Hull to widen participation of learners and so they were offering Uh, organizations like mine who worked in in the front line uh, to train their staff as teachers if you like to become qualified teachers Mm -hmm. to take learning out into those kind of uh, those community areas if you like and so through fate, I just put my hand up and said I'll do it (laughs) and so I did my teacher qualification and then so since then I have worked for 20 plus years in education but in the mental health field if that makes sense i've taught in prisons in mental health settings uh i did have a little stint in mainstream education uh teaching the pshe and citizenship curriculum um so yeah and then uh worked for greater Manchester mental health for i think it will be 15 years after christmas and um about six years ago they decided they wanted to form the recovery college uh, and then that's when I ended up doing that role so yeah I don't know that it was a plan right at the beginning but yeah. it was a series yeah. of fates uh, <laughs> if yeah,
1: you like event, that ended up where I am <laughs> yeah, events coming together yeah. sort of circumstance yeah. but yeah. amazing as you touched on at the end there um, it was six years ago 2013 the recovery academy was uh, set up um, we've talked a little bit about this sort of it being there to educate, to be able to provide, I suppose, an accessible way to yeah. learn and improve mental health care um, for the Great Manchester area, for uh, organisations and for individuals. Um, Could you just talk a bit more about maybe the day-to-day or how that goes about? I know we touched on courses and stuff as well.
2: Yeah, so um, as I say, the, the, the prospectus, we, we run two uh, a year, so they always yeah. spring and summer term from the 1st of April and autumn winter term from the 1st of October uh, and as you can imagine the, the production of that prospectus and the running of it uh, is, is, is quite a big job. Yeah. Um, we started in 2013 with just 11 courses on offer mm-hmm. uh, and but within the first six months or so over a thousand people had registered with us. Um, on the 1st of October this year we launched our 14th prospectus. And there's 66 courses and we have seven and a half thousand learners uh, and half of those are people with their own lived experience yeah. of mental health difficulties or service users their carers and the other half are professionals but the running of that is quite uh, substantial as you can imagine and yeah. um, we do it via what I call a tutor bank so we have 90 plus people uh, on the tutor bank and they're a range of, of, of experiences really so about half a people who've got a professional background so maybe psychologists nurses occupational therapists uh, we have the chaplaincy uh, some doctors psychiatrists etc who help us uh, put the courses together but the other half are people who bring their own lived experience so they might live with personality difficulties for example or bipolar disorder or psychosis or or whatever and they will uh, work with our uh, trainers with the professional uh, background to co-produce the courses and co-deliver them. Um, so the so the running of that, the writing of the courses, if you like, I suppose that's a little bit where my teacher training comes in quite useful. Uh, yeah. The writing of those courses, the curriculum development, uh, just the planning, the administration around getting the courses. Uh, the dates together, the venues uh, we try and make the venues as accessible as possible so we're yeah. based in Presswich and we have an educational facility there known, known as the Curve uh, which was purpose built with our service users and designed with, with them uh, which is great because they always talk about how valued they feel in that environment yeah. uh, but we also run them from community centres across Greater Manchester uh, Cumbria uh, and beyond really so again the running of that can be quite um, cumbersome yeah. <laughs> not problematic a joy but you know it's quite a big job yeah. to make sure that everybody is in the right place at the right time
1: yeah it, <laughs> it, it's sort of the, uh, the the classic almost spinning plates yeah it's enjoyable it's making sure that every person gets what they need yeah. out of the air sort of yeah. and i yeah. mean to a much lesser degree we sort of see that with the outputs we have here yeah so like, like we're saying to a lesser degree you're helping people's mental health across Greater manchester we're producing editorial copy. There's different uh, <laughs> deadlines and requirements, yeah, we yeah, shall say. Sure. Um Amazing, that it was so lovely to talk about. What we're gonna do now is we're gonna um, add a little bit of the human side we do this podcast. And before you come in the studio, we asked you for two songs that mean something to you. So we're gonna play about 20, 30 seconds or so of the uh, first one of those now, and then afterwards we'll talk a little bit about it to see what it means to you. Okay. Oh, it's
0: such a perfect day, I'm glad I spent it with you, oh,
1: such a perfect day, you just keep
0: So that was your first song that you sent over and that was lou reed's perfect day um can you tell us why you picked that song in particular does it mean something to you or do you just really like it
2: i just like it really and i guess um i'm one of these people who struggle to answer questions about what's your favorite song what's your favorite food what's your favorite because i like so many things um and so we had a chat in the office and then i came up with that one because i just like the words i think i think i like the lyrics um it's nice, isn't it, when you're having a nice day um, to be really mindful and in that moment that you're having a nice day, and then songs like that with lyrics can help you uh, yeah. to appreciate it, I think. Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. I know perfectly agree that sort of like it it really helps sort of make the mood that you're in yeah. feel right and i must say we ask every guest that comes on two favorite songs i'm so glad no one has asked me them because <laughs> i think i'd have to spend a good year planning yeah out yeah
2: um
1: no that's uh really lovely and so we uh we've done the little human side we'll go back now to the uh the more serious the more um industry shall we say yeah. chart um so, one of the um, things around mental health that we've noticed quite a lot, I'd say, we have in the office um, when we were chatting about it, is the, um, there's sort of been a bit of a societal shift um, away from sort of the stigmas that were maybe attached to it, even uh, as recent as five, ten years ago. There's a lot more openness to talk about. You see a lot more um, on both social media, on advertisements and general day-to-day media. Um, mm-hmm from your point of view obviously you're a lot more in tune and connected with this sort of um side of healthcare is it something you've noticed as well
2: yeah i mean i definitely think it's better than it was Mm. um years ago and i think back to when maybe i was at university or when i first started in the mental health field i definitely think it's better but i do think we've still got a long way to go um i think people are talking more about um sort of anxiety and depression and um, social anxieties and things like that and the effect of trauma etc on people's experiences Um, and I think that's great. I think there is still a lot of stigma uh, that perhaps we see at the uh, the sharper end if that's yeah. the right term to use in relation to people experiencing um, difficulties such as psychosis personality difficulties yeah. and things like that um, i think there's i think people would say that they still uh, experience stigma um, yeah. every day of their lives really so i think there's a there's a long way to go but i think yeah definitely better than things were we're more educated aren't we yeah. and we speak mm-hmm. more openly and i think um that's the good thing uh about social media i do have some you know the flip side of that is yeah, i don't absolutely. think sometimes it helps but i think we talk more openly about things and we we're accepting mm-hmm. of things than we were maybe years ago
1: yeah, yeah. absolutely like you say there's there's the early steps the positive improvements yeah. there's still obviously a long way to go yeah. um amazing um so sort of touching a little bit on that um from your point of view we sort of touched it there how would you say it's the best way to in your opinion go about tackling mental health
2: um i <laughs> want a big question I know, if we I'd could bottle right, that and sell it in tesco's so we'd all be sorted um i mean keep you know to keep to keep talking I do think though that mental health doesn't happen in isolation and we can't just tackle mental health by talking about mental health, yeah. we've got yeah. to tackle uh, the wider issues um, and I think we have to start with our young people. Uh, I'm a mum and uh, I look at what my teenage daughter uh, experiences every day and it's a world away from what I experienced growing up in the sort of 1980s, yeah. 1990s. Yeah but have a real change just the pressure, you know, so we had pressure at school in terms of, uh, you know, bullying and, and so forth, um, and children just generally being children, but you would come home at night and you would shut the door and then it'd be yeah. gone until the next day, and yeah. um, now it's everywhere, it's on the phones, yeah. uh, so, the, you know, unfortunately the downside of social media, um, it's not just the messages that come through that and those images of um, perfect lives, we're obsessed with it aren't we, but also the fact that people aren't really present in the moment, if that makes sense so they live their lives through their phones don't they? Um, I took my daughter to New York this year and I had to tell her to put her phone down and say, we don't want to look at New York through your phone, we want to experience it for what it is, otherwise we could have watched it at home on television Um, so I do think i do also think that there's enormous pressure on the academic side education and again some of the homework that my daughter has brings home is stuff that i would have perhaps studied at degree level and she's 13 years old you know it's massive the pressure um i think when you move into the world of work um it's a wonder any of us are saying isn't it so just me getting here this morning the train was cancelled uh the traffic's horrendous so sometimes you feel that by the time you get to work you're already stressed because you've just battled the journey to get to work uh the cost of living you know um there's so many things that contribute to good mental health and bad mental health and i just don't think that if we just talk about mental health that's not going to make it go away there are Mm. there are things that we need to uh focus on to improve all of our mental health
1: yeah like home. you say there's sort of there's the wider life and environment of it yeah. we're seeing a lot more in traditional health care yeah. for want of a better word yes yeah. if mental health isn't also a key traditional aspect um we're seeing this move as well towards the sort of well-being side towards yeah. treating these wider social elements yeah. of it um so i, I imagine much in what you're saying there that is yeah. an approach that must yeah. Like the mental health
2: as well yeah yeah absolutely and we're trying to uh th- there's something uh, that we talk about now in health uh, known as social prescribing yeah. and you know um giving people the opportunities if you like to be able to access uh, those those wider opportunities leisure opportunities things like that got to um We've got to think differently, haven't we? It's holistic, isn't it? So you know, even the 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 connection between physical and mental health. Yeah. You know, if we don't look after our physical health, our mental health is going to suffer, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I think we need to look at um, health holistically if we're going to make a difference, really. Yeah,
1: the, the sort of the wider self yeah. cover all bases yeah. rather than tackling individual
2: ones. Yeah.
0: And um, you've briefly touched in your answer there about mental health in the workplace which yeah. segues beautifully into our next question <laughs> but, um, there's been a lot of awareness being pushed at the moment into mental health in the workplace yeah. and bringing a lot more awareness around it and how important would you say it is that mental health is disgusting work and it is sort of talked about in a way that it's not all in the old-fashioned way of hush hush it's a lot more yeah. sort of open and people can feel like they can happily say i'm not having a great day today yeah Yeah, I think it's
2: really important, isn't it? I mean, if if the statistics are correct, that one in four of us will suffer with our mental health, then I think it's probably more than that, to be honest. But that would transfer into the workplace, wouldn't it? One in four people in the workplace. And I think that um, we should uh, encourage people to talk about it. I, I think that's still where some of the stigmas exist. you know. And again, our service users will say that they feel stigma associated to any mental health difficulties when they're applying for jobs and things like that because maybe there's an assumption that that person will then take more days off sick or Mm. uh, cause problems in the workplace Uh, and that's simply not true there's more we can do to support people uh, to to stay in the workplace um, Mm. by supporting them through through any difficulties Um, and again at the the sharper end in mental health we're now seeing uh, the triangulation of support from the individual and whoever's supporting them, maybe their care coordinator, working with employers so that they can work together uh, to keep people in work uh, rather than people getting Mm -hmm. to the point where they feel like they need to go off uh, which is a good thing
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely, like you say um, there isn't these fears or it's improving the idea but there is still elements of stigma over this sort of uh, well if they've had mental health problems in the past perhaps that'll cause in the future but truthfully at least in my opinion but being able to see these sort of things and knowing up front and being in a position you can see up front it's probably going to be better in the long term you'd rather know it up front and be able to support your colleagues than not know and it's not going to change mental health issues anyway yeah
0: yeah,
2: they do have a duty of care as well to look after their employees yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, absolutely we all do don't we you know And, and uh if somebody had a physical illness um we'd be
1: yeah. rallying around yeah. to support mm. them wouldn't
2: we and mm. mental health's uh, no
1: different yeah yeah a- absolutely um and all this talk um, about mental health about supporting one another brings us beautifully into our, our second song okay um from a film i particularly like myself as well so uh, we have from the great showman uh, this is me <laughs> song i mean yeah. as i touched on to before we introduced it i love that movie i think we said as well while we we're listening to it um it's such a, a sort of empowering feel yeah. good song um that's enough about why i love the, uh, <laughs> the, song, the actual reason we do this yeah, <laughs> yourself and what it sort of means and why you chose it
2: well i love the film too and uh i went to see it with my daughter and i remember getting goosebumps uh when they played that song um and it's the words isn't it but also um when my daughter left primary school the whole of the year six um there were 65 children sang that song as oh, their leaving geez. assembly oh, that's really um, and uh, yeah, yeah it was it's on my phone it's uh, really uh, powerful um and again just something about um what the word meant but also again Thinking about uh, young people singing yeah. it and about how accepting they are um, of diverse
1: yeah.
2: diversity and diverse communities and so forth. It, it's just I think that's the. I think I was talking before about how much our young people have, have got to contend with in terms of the pressures of social media, yeah. but I do think that the good side of those things is that they talk so openly and they're so accepting of each other. Uh, which has got to be a positive hasn't it yeah absolutely <laughs> and that song resembles that it's one of the other um,
1: benefits of movie songs like that yeah, because yeah. there is such an image of me yeah. your head irrespective of that even from yeah. the movie or in your case like say that yeah. assembly they just they fit so well yeah. and they, they're such a, um, a moment that sticks with yeah. you um, so moving slightly on from that we, um, we're going to go into some public questions now okay. um, that we've had come in uh, obviously um, within the NHS um, and with the situations going on likely with Perna we've took a much more soft um, and human approach to these questions okay uh, so the first one we've had sent in is uh, how do you manage uh, your time or your busy workload which as we discussed earlier is a very busy workload <laughs> um, how do you manage that day to day
2: well with great admin support yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have a uh, and then a team approach really so yeah everybody um, everybody rolls their sleeves up and I think what has helped well uh, that's an understatement really um, what has been absolutely central to the success of the recovery academy within our trust is this whole organisational buy in to it really uh, right from board level to this is something that they wanted and they were committing resources to in terms of you can imagine the running cost but also the building, our educational facility, the curve. Uh, but all staff bought into it as well. So yeah. I've never had to beg uh, staff to get involved in this. Uh, they've all, what a great idea. And yeah. my inbox is flooded every day with people saying, well, what about a yeah. course on this? And can I help? And, and so forth. So yeah, whole organisational approach. It's never really seen as, well, that's Claire's job, but yeah. it's her job to sort out. It's everybody's, which has been brilliant yeah from no, the I beginning it. yeah
1: it's sort yeah. of a, a great sort of not just um situation for yourself and your colleagues yeah. but it's a great message as well just the strength and what you can achieve working yeah. collectively yeah like this yeah
0: yeah and then uh, the second public question we've had in um is what's the proudest moment would you say of your career
2: of my career yeah i don't uh, <laughs> i don't know that i can answer that uh, question because there's probably a few isn't there i think if i if i think about the recovery academy in the proud moment so when you get messages from people and i always remember one that was from a young woman who was self-harming and um she brought her mum and dad on one of the courses with her and her dad really didn't understand uh, what was going on or why she did it Mm. um and just being in the room not just learning about why people self-harm but being in the room with other people who do it Uh, it has a bit of a normalising effect if that makes sense, so yeah. people realise that they're not on their own and reduces some of those stigmas uh, as part of the process, but she wrote to us afterwards and said that actually just coming on the course had completely changed her life at home um, because her dad understood it better and therefore the pressure was off a little bit at home and her relationship with her parents had improved uh, and that was a really uh, proud moment for the Recovery Academy not, not just me, because anybody can go on a course and have a good day can't they think yeah. that was a really nice day um but to think that it had the power to change somebody's life yeah. um was really quite touching really yeah, and did business, make us proud yeah yeah, yeah. we've but, had a few examples like mm. that now over the six years uh, where people have said it was a springboard to them getting employment and and things like that so yeah that well, makes yeah. me proud
1: as you say they sort of As great as a single day can be for all these courses, it's that lasting sort of impact, knowing that you've made such a difference that makes it all worth it. As you said, it's the reason we get up in the morning, we fight these trains, we fight these uh, (laughs) public transport. Amazing. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're, we're really, if we haven't already, get the brain thinking. Uh, we have a little bit of a, a quiz. We do it with every <laughs> one of our guests. We like to challenge them a little. Uh, so in your particular case, we've got a bit of a health quiz. Uh, we picked a few relevant news stories, sort of bits and pieces from around the recent news. Um, and we have made it multiple choice because originally we hadn't, we did it in the office and not a bus call anymore. <laughs> <So, laughs> so you going easy yeah, on we, we, yeah. we have made it more choice. So I'll read the question, read the answers. I'll let you uh, answer which you think it is, and then we'll let you know, and we'll talk the scores up at the end. There's only okay. five questions. So it, I think our benchmark and with the answers was about one or two. So don't worry, it's not a test. We're not going <laughs> to okay. revoke your license afterwards. We don't have those powers. <laughs> uh, so question one, um, what exercise could save the nhs as much as 357 million pound a year according to recent news reports was it a swimming b cycling c running or d yoga
2: oh my goodness i don't know yeah. <laughs> i haven't seen that uh, i'm gonna guess at it yoga
1: it's actually swimming swimming yeah. oh right so okay came out recently uh, from Swim England. Um, that apparently save a lot of money for it, okay. I imagine harking back at the sort of well-being and um, Yeah. Why I say. Yeah. Uh, question two, in which area of the UK was there recently announced a £7.5 million collaboration into health innovation? Was it A. North East England B. Devon C. West Midlands or D. Greater Manchester
2: Greater Manchester yes, indeed.
1: <laughs> um, so question three uh, the University of Sunderland recently announced a multi-million pound investment into what new kind of health degree previously not offered by the institution? Was it A Nursing, B Midwifery, C Occupational Therapy or D Pharmacy?
2: Well I don't know because they're all yeah. uh, offered uh, in like, so, which university? Uh,
1: the University of Sunderland. Yeah.
2: Occupational therapy, I don't yes, know. Is indeed. Oh, that uh, yes. <laughs> no, I guess.
1: No, I feel like with my, my accent and my to yes. Newcastle, have to give some London <laughs> University some credit somewhere. Um, question four uh, NHS Digital's widening digital participation project will boost screening rates for what serious illness or injury? A cardiac arrest, B cystic fibrosis, C asthma, or D cancer.
2: I, I think I, I haven't seen it and I am stuck between asthma and heart disease. Uh, I'm going to go with asthma.
1: It's actually D, cancer. Oh, right, right. okay. you can help the screening rates for that.
2: Okay, um, wrong.
1: And question five um, um, a little bit less of news, a little bit more of the area, still a difficult question, so Evo wait, don't worry. Uh, in 2018, how many general practices were there in Greater Manchester? A, 486. B 209, C 552,
2: or D 78. How many GP general yeah, passes within practices were there Greater yeah.
1: Manchester? I don't know. A. It was A All right. Oh, right, OK. Great <laughs> <You> <laughs> did, uh,
0: so I wanted to get three. <laughs> yeah, three, out, three out <laughs> but it was pure uh, guesswork, I think. was <laughs> <points laughs> not bad
1: just get three No, that was, did like I said, did far better than us in the office. Oh,
0: and uh, just our final question that we like to ask at the end of every podcast so you've been given a table at evil north and you could have any guests on it dead or alive that you could sit and have a conversation with and have a lovely evening with who would that be or who would they be
2: i really don't know the answer to that because yeah. there are so many people um that i admire yeah. um i think given Without getting political and sharing my political beliefs, which I never would uh, in a in an interview like this, but I wouldn't mind getting all the politicians around the table and asking yeah. them uh, what are they, what are we doing at the moment? But that would be an interesting conversation, yeah. wouldn't it? March at this to pick time, the green, to be anything else. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. and uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah No, I, I get
1: that. <laughs> I, It's much like the song choices we ask this question every time and again, I could not tell you who my guest will be because I'm much like you I like listening to interesting stories and I think everyone else wanted to tell so I couldn't put Yeah, it's a really time. hard, hard question yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah No, that's amazing that brings us to the uh, the end of this particular podcast um, from myself, from Elsa thank you so much for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you about it Hopefully our listeners have enjoyed it as well. I'm sure they have. There's been some fantastic conversation and uh, interesting pieces that have come up in it. Thank
2: you very much for having me. Thank you. you. Okay.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Evo North, uniting leaders from the public and private sector to collaborate, share exciting innovations and build a stronger Northern powerhouse together.
0: Chat on social media using the hashtag WeRNHE or send us an email via the link on our website. If you enjoyed today's podcast and discussion, don't forget to subscribe or give us a rating on whatever streaming service you're using. Thanks for listening. See you next time.